It's time to start thriving. Start thriving. Let's thrive. The more you know about your body, the better you can take care of it. It's time to take charge of your health. Here we are, so we're going to roll with that. Broadcasting to the Thrive Life community. So we're going to kind of dive into some of those ideas today. From the ACU of Texas Studios, let's thrive. I want to empower you to make that decision. This is Thrive Life Radio with your host, Amy Robison. So good morning to you, Thrive Life community. So glad to be with you today. Thanks so much for joining me today for live from the ACU of Texas Studios. I am your host, Amy Robison, nutrition consultant and owner of My Life Delicious. And I want to know how ready are you to make a change and take charge of your life and health in our Thrive in Five. Here's Amy with this week's Five. Let's Thrive. Thrive in Five. All right, so this is your five-minute health spot of the week for tips, tricks, and resources. So I'm doing a little bit something different this week, and instead of diving into some food ideas, this week I'm discussing excuse-focused versus solution-focused living. So I'm sure this is something you ladies can relate to, especially in the world of service and working with clients on their health and wellness and getting them out of that excuse mode of why they can't make changes, and I know I do this for myself, we were just having this conversation the other day about making a lot of excuses and doing a lot of complaining and just staying, getting really stuck there and not being able to get into what are the solutions for what I have going on rather than just staying there and complaining. Because to me, complaining takes a lot of energy. So if all you do is complain and you never get to switch over to that other side, you're actually really stressing your body out because you're just, you. it's like you can't see the forest through the trees. You just mm-hmm. can't get past that. So some of the things things I was thinking about as I was kind of, you know, pondering this this idea today was you know, if you're kind of excuse focused, some of the things you might be thinking are, do you feel like your life is just not working out? Um, do you feel like your life isn't fair? <laughs> you know, like you just can't get can't get over this hump that you're that you're keep, you know, butting your head up against. You know, do you feel like no matter how hard you try, you can't get ahead? And so one of the things you want to think about is what is the story you are telling yourself around these questions? What is it? Are you do you feel like the world is against you and that there is no way out? that is when you kind of get into that excuse focused living where Mm -hmm. there's an excuse for everything well I can't make a change because of this or I can't commit to this because of that and I can't do this and when you start doing that again you are super stressing your body out because it's all of the those start those start the negative pathway patterns of mm-hmm. thinking where and you can't it's really hard to get out of it so we want to just kind of talk about what we would do to, to say to get you from that excuse focused living into that solution focused living. So what are some things, ladies, that you kind of do for you, even for yourselves or for your clients to start making that transition from making excuses to actually stepping into some action? Um, Amy, one thing I was going to say really quick is that um, when you get kind of trapped in that making excuses mode, you're kind of just kind of feeling sorry for yourself at that point, mm-hmm. right? Right. So mm-hmm. as you stay in that mode, I mean, that person knows that, hey, this is this is just the way it goes, but you're staying in a really negative mindset. Right. It could be as just something as simple as just taking one step in a positive direction. A lot of times people think when they have to make all these changes, it's just overwhelming. Yes, right? absolutely. So it can be just like one little thing. And when that one success happens, that can turn into a positive, then that goes to the next success. Let's just say it was something as simple as, oh, um, instead of having um, six sodas today, I'm gonna have two and I'm gonna drink more water. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. It can and I don't want to get so focused on food, but I'm yeah. just giving that example. Right. Yeah. Well, wow. Um, I pulled that off. Next day. Yeah. 
I did it again. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. So you view it as a success that you can take that next step. And I'm giving kind of a really basic example. Yes, But sometimes it's just about one little thing. And as you keep gaining success, you start getting more positive and you feel more empowered that, hey, I can keep moving forward. Oh, hey, I'm going to start adding this or adding resources. Yeah, I think that's actually a perfect explanation of it. And because, like you said, when you start making a, when there's a bunch of things that need to change, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's when Mm -hmm. you start getting that paralysis by analysis and into that overwhelm. It's like, well, I have all of these changes that need to be made and I don't see any way to get there. And so it really truly is bringing it back to where can I start? What is one step I can take today to Mm -hmm. make that, you know, push forward and taking some action into doing, you know, what I need to do to get out of my rut. Because we all get there. We all have times where we're just like, everything sucks. (laughs) Just complaining all the time. Uh, Everything's terrible. I don't know what I'm doing. Everyone's a jerk. You know, (laughs) just like, you know, frustrated and everything sucks. I know I get there sometimes or I'm like frustrated with my health because it's not where I want it to be. It's not improving. I'm like, well, I'm a nutritionist. What the heck is wrong with me? I can't even take care of myself today. (laughs) You know, and so and then just start down the road of complaining. and, And then I actually just get a lot more tired when I do that. Yeah. But, you know, it's good to be able to get that frustration out and vent that frustration out mm-hmm. and talk through mm-hmm. what's going on. But eventually you do need to take the step of taking some kind of action, whether that's something you do on your own or you're reaching out to someone for help, someone who can walk you through the process, see things that you're not seeing, mm-hmm. you know, that obstacles that you feel like are this big, huge mountain that actually aren't a big, huge mountain. You have just made it into one. And that person can kind of break that down for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Deb, also, are, I yeah, would guarantee ahead. that they're that per- person's perspective is way off. Right. Not a little off. Way, <laughs> way off. off. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that's actually what I was going to say yeah. is like when you're in that moment, just sit down and be quiet for a few minutes and just pay attention. Like think about what is really important. What what changes do you want to make? Write them down. Because when, when you write them down, it's a psychological contract to yourself mm, that you're like actually that. going to get yeah. it done. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that idea, the psychological contract. And once mm-hmm. you start writing some things down, sometimes it does take the overwhelm out of it. It really does. Because you're like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I can just pick one of these things and get started on one. I don't have to do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And really, truly, I mean, if you're at that point where, like you said, your perspective is way, way off and you literally can't walk yourself out of it, mm-hmm. find someone to help you, whether that's a friend or family member. I kind of don't recommend that. I kind of <laughs> right, recommend no. going to someone who is like completely objective, objective yes. and can really give you some, you know, good, good information. Yes. And again, see things that you can't see because even people who are close to you, they know you. So sometimes they can't see the things that mm-hmm. are holding you back as well and as someone gonna be who's concerned objective. about like hurting your feelings yeah. and they're not really giving a true perspective. And mm-hmm. so yeah. it's just, you know, you, some people may be lucky and have someone in their friend or network that actually is really honest with mm-hmm. them. But majority of the time, it's not going to be the case. Yeah. And it is a strength, once again, to reach out and ask for help. Definitely. And some people find that to be a weakness. Like, oh, there's something wrong with me. I need to ask for help. Yes. It's a true strength to be able to do that. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's totally OK to ask for help. All of us ask for help when we All need it. Yes. All the time. <laughs> All the time. All the time. Because yeah. we can't. there's things going on in your life that you just can't see because mm-hmm. you're, you're so immersed in it. And you've maybe had those patterns of behavior or those thought patterns for so long that you just don't know how to get 
yourself out of it. And someone who's a, objective and can kind of, you know, give you a kick in the butt around mm-hmm. some things to start getting you, you know, changing that story. I love that idea that it's Brene Brown's idea is what is the story you're telling yourself? Mm-hmm. Because it's probably not true. It's probably a very, you know, big lack of, of proper perspective. Your perspective is completely off and it's just basically wigging you out. Well, mm-hmm. and even Joe Dispenza, he talks about how 90% of our day is living in the past. Right. And then he said 50% <laughs> yes. of what we think is true about our past is actually false. Mm-hmm. So we're living in a fake false past that really we need to move forward. So, so. we've kind of we've created a fairy tale. Essentially. Essentially. Yeah. yeah, we've created for good or bad. One. I know yeah, most like, of the time it's bad. not a pretty one. Yeah. <laughs> and but it really is. And talking forward. about that, about the past too. <clears throat> which is something I think is we kind of forget is like we have all these memories that we have when we're developing mm-hmm. right. when we're a kid. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. so how accurate are you when you remember something in, when you're 6 years old? Right. Yeah. You're only going to see like maybe one aspect of it. And I'm not saying, you know, there's a lot of positive or negatives that might have happened and I understand that some of those things are going to carry forward, but just remember mm-hmm. that the perspective cannot possibly be accurate. Right. You've only got one side of it or you've got a perception of a child, not an adult. I mean, that's major, but people take all that stuff and go forward with it and it like identifies them. Yes, mm-hmm. and then they get stuck. They yes. can't move on past it because those patterns were set so young mm-hmm. and they don't realize that they're not maybe healthy patterns. Just because right. it's something you've done your whole life and maybe you consider it part of your personality now. I think, what does he, what does he say like after... Your, your personality is fully set by 35, mm-hmm. and then it's up to you what you want to do to change that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's all of those patterns, almost kind of like being on autopilot, and then when you get into your 30s and 40s mm-hmm. is when that kind of, I guess, for lack of a better term, that awakening happens, and you're like, oh, <laughs> I'm kind of a jerk. Maybe I need to change <laughs> what I was doing, or I'm yeah. being like way overly too nice to everybody, mm-hmm. and that's not really serving me, and right. I, maybe I need to make some adjustments and changes, and you can do that, but not by living in the past all right. the time. And, and he says re, or wiring and firing, like mm-hmm. rewiring your brain to think different things, to think forward thinking, yeah. and then... Um, firing, making things happen. Making things happen, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I know, um, so we're talking about Dr. Joe Dispenza, for those of you that haven't heard of him before, he does a lot of work with like psychoneuroimmunology, which is like the mind-body connection and how that connection actually works. But a lot of like forward thinking and neuroplasticity, so building those neuron, new neuronal pathways for new ways of thinking, and you can do this. You're, mm-hmm. The brain is, that we have found the brain is very plastic. They used to think it was very stagnant. So there is no change, there is no shift. What you, what you have as you're growing up, that's what you're stuck with, so you better like yourself. So, but, but the reality is that the brain is very plastic and can be changed, and it takes time for those pathways to build. So, like if you go, I think it's really when, like when you go to a conference and you get all this information and it's really cool, and then you go home and you do absolutely nothing with it. Like the notes go into the drawer and it files away. So mm-hmm. you start the process of building those pathways as you're learning. But if you don't continue the learning process, those pathways actually start to unravel and go away. So there is a process and some time to putting those things into practice for it to actually stick and become a new pathway and something that you can move forward on and actually, you know, behave and think that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so fascinating. It's so fascinating. I know, it's so fascinating. It. Yeah, so I there's a way it. out, everybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you're, you know, down in the in the dumps and just feeling, yeah. <laughs> That's a really technical it's term. Very technical. Very I, technical. I use that all the time. It's real, Amy. It's real. It's but. real. <laughs> Thank you. I feel so justified. <laughs> oh my 
gosh, so fun. So see, we can even take making excuses fun. <laughs> so we want you to be solution focused. So if you're really feeling just kind of bleh and down in the dumps and not feeling like you can get a way out, number one, find someone to talk to about this outside of your inner circle if possible. And number two, make a list, write some things down, make that personal contract with yourself, write some things down that you can maybe start to take action on, and then pick one thing. Pick one thing that today you can get started on, and once you have achieved some success in that area, that's when you move on. Mm -hmm. So just just go at it until you've got it down. It's okay if it takes some time. It's, it's okay if it doesn't happen in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it doesn't. So exactly. Do give we yourself ever a learn, break. Did we ever like um, get on a bike and ride it the first time? No. Nope. I think I fell down many, many of times. Of course we did. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the analogy too that like, you know, even professional sports players, they go to spring training every year. It's about right. re rebooting, revamping and yep. going back to the basics. So exactly. even, you know, professional sports players do yep. that. Every do it. You so gotta okay. just build that foundation and it's okay to build you wanna build the foundation first with brock with blocks and, you know, cement and not styrofoam bricks because the the cement is going to last you quite a bit longer. So we have a great show for you today talking about signs your health may not be as good as you think it is and we're going to tell you why body temperature tells you something when mm -hmm. we come back listen to previous episodes in our audio archives connect with us on soundcloud itunes and google play you won't want to miss what's next this is thrive life radio with amy robinson morning and welcome back Thrive Live community. So glad to be with you today. We are already off to a great start. Lots of laughter and lots of fun this morning. So we're glad you can join us and hopefully we'll get you laughing and having some fun today as well as we head into this wonderful Mother's Day weekend. So we had a great segment um, at the beginning in our Thrive in Five talking about excuse-focused living versus solution-focused living. So it kind of segues really nicely into our topic for today, which is kind of some signs that your health may not be as good as you think it is, but there are things that you may not really sort of connect to is being a health problem because um, there's some of them that are a little bit obscure so we're going to kind of dive into some of those today <laughs> sorry people are walking by and making faces oh. at me so. <laughs> we're just a barrel of laughs today so Coming back in then, right, right as we were going to break, I was talking about body temperature, because body temperature <clears throat> actually means something. So a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm just at 98.6 all the time. And that, yes, we think. And that's, you know, just mm -hmm. kind of the normal thing that's out there. And we just assume that that's what's going on. Mm -hmm. But when you start kind of measuring temperatures, and I know I've seen this in my practice, and Deb, I'm going to have you speak into this because you use this quite a bit more than I do. Mm -hmm. It's very eye-opening when you have people start taking their temperatures mm -hmm. as to where they're actually running and what that means. So why don't you give us kind of a little bit of a rundown on that? So um, uh, to start, our body functions most optimally when we have an oral temperature of 98.6 degrees. And so a lot of people come into my office with foot pain, knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, all these different types of pain, men and women. Um, and, you know, one thing I do like to do is take their, their temperature and especially the guys, because I'll get some big, huge guys in there who are like heaters, and I go to take their temperature, and they're like, oh, I'm always hot, my wife always wants to use me as a radiator, that kind of thing, um, and they're like, oh yeah, I run warmer, I'm at least 98.6, and I'm like, I take their temperature, and then they're like 96 degrees, or oh 97 gosh. degrees, so, I mean, they're like way, way cold. cold. 
And it's it's such a, it just seems so weird. It's like jumbo shrimp, you know? It's like, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. It's just like, well, how is that possible? How could you be sweating all the time or having hot flashes, but your body temperature is so cold? Um, and so anyway, so going into the conversation is we don't need our arms and our legs to function, but we need our organs to function. And, um, and so, uh, um, let me think. I can't talk. <laughs> Brain so, fart. We're good. Totally. We're back online. So, but our <laughs> organs function most optimally at 98.6 degrees. So when the body is running cold, what it does is it pulls the heat from the limbs to try to warm up the, the core of the body. So for the people at home that are listening, if you want to do a quick little exercise, just put your hands on your knees and feel the temperature of your knees and then feel below, like on your calves or shins. And if there's a difference in temperature, which most of the time their people's knees are cold and then they move their hands down to their their shins and they're warmer and that that seems odd and it is odd your body shouldn't be doing that so that tells me that your core temperature is cold and it's pulling from the major joints of your of your body so um, you know I get a lot of people with plantar fasciitis who their feet are always cold or maybe they don't even feel like their feet are cold but the body temperature is being pulled away from the the major um, uh, joints and stuff to warm the body up. That's so interesting. That's mm-hmm. so interesting. I didn't even, I've never heard the one about like testing your knees and mm-hmm. testing your shins. I've heard, you know, put like put your hands on your belly mm-hmm. and see if there's a big temperature difference. If you're not sure if your hands are cold, that mm-hmm. will tell you pretty oh, yeah. immediately right. if your hands are cold. Yeah, that's yeah. so interesting. And too, for those of you listening out there, you know, one of the other things that we had on here was like cold feet and cold hands. Mm-hmm. And that can be a sign of a low thyroid function also. Mm-hmm. And two, when the body temperature gets low like that, your body temperature being up at that 98.6 is also really important for your immune system because it keeps the bugs in check. Mm-hmm. You know, it helps to fight off, you know, viruses and pathogens and things like that. That's part of the reason why when you get sick, you get a fever mm-hmm. because it's going to kill all that stuff off. So if your body is, temp- you know, if that temperature is running pretty low, mm-hmm. then, you know, you have a higher chance of, you know, getting some bugs out mm-hmm. of whack because mm-hmm. it can't keep them in control. Yep. So interesting. Mm-hmm. And that really stresses the nervous system, Marisha. So <laughs> wasn't that good? Good segue. <laughs> it was a good segue. That was interesting. I liked it. Go, Amy. I know. <laughs> so, you know, when the nervous system then gets out of whack, when the temperature is off, that's a stress on the body. And I know mm-hmm. we're just like beating y'all over the head with that term stress. And because it's different than what we think. We always think of like these external stresses, you know, and just being stressed out at work or, you know, with family mm-hmm. or driving on the streets of Houston and you're super stressed out about that but there's internal stresses that are Mm -hmm. also an issue so body temperature being low stresses the nervous system so what are some things that happen when the nervous system is stressed out what do you see in your practice with that imbalanced nervous system well I mean honestly because I'm a little bit more focused on mind stress and Mm -hmm. how that actually impacts the body but if there is actually you know stressors going on within the body I mean there's going to be a whole reaction there absolutely right yes so with that being said most likely Um, that's causing some sort of stress that's going to actually go into their thinking or their mindset Mm -hmm. or et cetera. So then it's just going to be kind of a negative little bit of travel all over the place. A little negative Nelly happening. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, um, but the, because the main thing I'm focusing is focusing a little on the mind, Mm -hmm. you know, when the body is a little bit out of whack or it is experiencing, you know, some levels of pain or whatever, a little bit more calm the mind is all of that 
yes. relaxes a little bit. So it kind of takes a little pressure off. I think it actually, in my opinion, can help in the healing process as well because mm-hmm. when you're when you're that stressed, you know, mind mm-hmm. and body, it's taking a toll, and so it's going to take longer for healing. That's why sleep is so important. That's mm-hmm. why I think you know relaxing the mind is so important for. Yeah healing, um, even on a day that you're just, you're feeling the pressure, you're feeling it in your body. If you can take that time out to just kind of chill, whatever that is, you know, obviously for me, I'm going to be like, oh, um, using hypnosis techniques. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and no, you know. that doesn't mean, you know, barking like a dog. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You can go back to our prior shows yeah. and listen to more about that. Oh, she did it. I totally she said she was going to quack like a duck and she quack. actually did it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so um, that can really you know help just calm things down, and mm-hmm. you know if if that you know the immune system is off and they're struggling through some sort of sickness or whatever that is. I mean, I think that that can really I I I've seen it, and I I personally feel the benefits from actually doing that. I'm not saying it's a miracle cure. I'm just right. saying that it's something that can actually assist the body in yeah, healing. Yeah, it so. it's Absolutely. a big aspect. Mm-hmm. And anytime we see people who have like these signals that we're going to be talking about today, I want you to, as we're going through some of these different symptoms that we're, we're discussing here, I want you to also think about where you're having a lot of those negative mindset patterns too, because it could be, you know, it's kind of like the chicken or the egg. Is the negative mindset creating those mm-hmm. symptoms and problems that you're having the body or vice versa? Because the mind is very powerful and your negative thought patterns can absolutely create physical illness in the body. We all see it in our practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People who are like really angry all the time, they may have a lot of stomach problems, yep. mm-hmm. gallbladder issues, liver problems. You know, we see this all the time. So the way you think as we go through these, you know, don't, I, we don't want, I don't want you to get too stuck in just the physical things. I want you to kind of correlate both. And that's why I'm going to be going back and forth with um, Deb and Marisha, because we want to talk about the whole thing, Mm -hmm. because we all work with the mindset as well. So, so that's body temp. So one of the next ones I want to go into is short eyebrows. Hmm. Hmm. So what does it mean if somebody has short eyebrows? And what I mean by short eyebrows is that the outer third is missing and not because of overplucking, but the outer third. Unless you're a product of the 80s. Unless you're a product of the 80s. Well, I don't know, because sometimes the, well, the 80s, you know, you oh, have that's the true. huge, 90s, 90s yeah, was probably more, the 90s, yeah. I think, was like the really overplucking, super, super thin, weird looking eyebrows. I actually don't pluck my eyebrows. I never have. I just really? trim them occasionally when there's one that's like flaring. <laughs> weird directions so I actually don't but they're so they're so they're light, so light. Yeah. that you really can't tell so yeah. so what does it mean if you were missing the outer third of that eyebrow? it's a thyroid issue yes yeah people are dealing with thyroid issues yes mm-hmm. and it's usually hypothyroid so yeah it sounds like a really weird symptom but it is actually a very common mm-hmm. symptom so if you're having some of the other symptoms of hypothyroid which could be weight that's not budging or maybe you have a lot of constipation thinning hair um, actually even t- the hair is like has a couple different ones so there's the eyebrow there's a thinning hair or there's really tangly hair um, that's not very smooth which is I I don't understand that one but that is actually another Mm -hmm. one of those common symptoms so there's you know in the the cold feet and the cold mm -hmm. hands and then even um, like people will have a notch on the back of their neck yes Um, we were just talking about that deposit on the Mm -hmm. back and then actually uh, someone 
mention a nurse that I work with. Um, she was saying at the lower back, there's a, a hump too, and I'm not. I, oh, I, I hadn't didn't see heard pictures of that one. Of that one. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So mm-hmm. a lower one. Yeah, I had heard of the one at the upper, at the top of the neck. Mm-hmm. They can call it sometimes like the buffalo hump, and some. And on the extreme side, they they talk about it with like Addison's disease, you know, adrenal dysfunction. Yeah. But you know, it it is uh, also another sign of of thyroid symptoms. Mm-hmm. So just another thing to look out for. Another one going along those same lines a little bit, the swollen neck. Oh. So what is the, the swollen neck? Like, like the swollen glands mm-hmm. and the lymph nodes. and Yeah. 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 In the thyroid if you're getting thyroid, goiter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's another one that if you get some swelling around the neck there, that's just, those are some things that you need to get checked out. Mm-hmm. They seem not kind of you know, inconspicuous, I guess, but they actually need some attention. So it's something we want you to kind of pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of thyroid stuff and we could keep going on and on and on about that. There's so many little things. So another one that I think is really interesting that um, I, I, I read about or it was in a class in the last year or two that I thought was really interesting is a crease in the earlobe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a sign of heart condition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, just paying attention to cardiac issues. Yeah. So, like, if you see that crease, it's mm-hmm. like, it's a, it's a, yeah, like, like on this portion, right? Yeah. Kind of okay. in the yeah. lobe itself, kind of like a crease. It goes from the crease of the lobe up, you know, like, right where women get their ears pierced, mm-hmm. or some men too, yeah. you know, but, um, you know, right in the crease, it's like almost huh. like you could flap it over, like a, yeah, it like looks, a, yeah, like a, a, like a book or something. Like a, yeah. <laughs> what is that called? A little earbook. <laughs> I like the sound effect too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, you know, just the people that can't see what I'm doing. So. I know. No, it's great. <laughs> just close your ear over at the <laughs> crease. <laughs> but yes, if you have a crease in your ear, that can be a sign of cardiac issues mm-hmm. of all things. And I didn't read up on it enough to like in depth to see what the mechanism is behind that. But it's another thing. So again, paying attention to these little signs mm-hmm. that may mean something and go and get them checked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in, in Chinese medicine, um, the ears actually represent an upside down fetus so but the like so yeah mm -hmm. yeah and so the body can actually be related to the ear and so that part just uh, it addresses like like uh constitutional issues hmm that's Mm -hmm. so interesting Mm -hmm. wow i can kind of see that an upside down fetus Mm -hmm. it represents the ear yeah and so like the line that goes all the way around your ear that's like the spine Uh so if someone has back pain they can actually push on the certain area that would correlate to their back. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Adam, did you hear that? Or I can back si- pain? Or I can stick needles in it, too. <laughs> or, yeah, or Deb can bring some needles and stick. So if you're working with someone with back pain, then do you do, you do ear points? I do sometimes. sometimes. They're not the most comfortable, yeah. but, um, you know, because it's all cartilage. Yeah. But if they're in a lot of pain and I can't get it through body points, then I will. Yeah. So, Adam, this I'll is, go this to is the all ears. for you. Ears <laughs> and back. Yeah. Ears and back. Pain. Huh? I don't mind the pain. It's probably yeah. less pain than what you're in right now, so it'll probably be beneficial. I get, I could probably do body points that would be a little more <laughs> that gentle. That would be maybe a yeah. little more gentle. I had you did a couple ear points on me, but I think they were more inside the ear and they weren't they mm-hmm. they weren't painful. Yeah. I don't even think I re- realized that you stuck the needle in. Yeah. <laughs> so it was all good. <laughs> I'll pay you later for yeah. saying that. <laughs> Just trying to make y'all not so scared. No. No, it really, it really doesn't hurt. points a lot, and they're amazing. Yeah. They're really great. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so cool. An upside-down fetus. Mm-hmm. That's really that's pretty awesome. pretty interesting. That is awesome. So we are going to talk about something else really cool when we come back, and that is what your tongue tells you about your health.
Thrive Life community. Glad to be with you today on this beautiful day. It's almost 90 degrees outside, I think, today. The, the cool weather is over for us here in Houston. We are heading into the heat and the humidity. It is building and boiling and brewing. <laughs> and it will not be ending for quite a few months now. I'm not sure how I feel about this yet. I haven't, I haven't really decided We just have to accept. I know. I'm, just, I'm moving towards acceptance and not making excuses. <laughs> but I'm moving towards solutions, which will be wearing shorts. So, and drinking lots of water. drinking lots of water and mm. with some ice in it. Enjoy and, the pool. And enjoying the pool and getting outside and, and thinking about winter in upstate New York and then being okay with it. Be- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll that'll take do the it. heat any day yes, over. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking over. of heat, in our last segment we talked about how body temperature is actually a sign of what's going on with your health and how most of us think we're at 98.6 but we are not. A lot mm-hmm. of people do run actually much much lower than that and it can cause a number of health problems including um, you know being very stressed out in the body because that's a high stress for the body to not be at that temperature but you know it pulls your heat from your extremities. It can cause actually joint pain. It can cause fungus to grow on your feet. Oh yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. And it can cause an overgrowth of bugs in the body because it doesn't have that wonderful temperature to hold it in check. So you can go back and listen to that. So what I want to kind of kick off this segment is the tongue. Mm. Yeah, because the tongue is actually... I don't know about that. I know. It's it's such a weird conversation. It is a weird conversation. It is a weird conversation, but it's actually a really important one. Mm -hmm. I don't know a ton about it. I know like little bits and pieces, little signs here and there. It's not something I've really delved into too much, but you do use this in your practice. I do. And it's actually very, very cool. So why don't you tell us a little bit about why you look at the tongue and then maybe give us a couple things that people can check at home. Okay. So um, that's one of our diagnostic tools in Chinese medicine you know we don't use a lot of we don't use any x-rays or fancy machines we look at your tongue and feel your pulses so um that with the tongue it's actually a geographical map of how the body's doing and so you know when people come in and and you know i'll look at their tongue to see what's going on and you know based on certain regions of the tongue i can say oh okay so there's you know, like the very tip of the tongue represents the heart. And so sometimes people's tongues are tight there, or maybe they have like the strawberry freckle or like the little bumps or, and that would be heat in the heart. So hmm. that could be uh, heat in the heart, meaning heartbreak, or it could be uh, maybe there's heart disease, high blood pressure, or some cardiac issue, whatever it may be. Um, the size of the tongue represent, um, well, uh, in the tightness, it represents the liver and the gallbladder. Um, if you see teeth marks, uh-huh. that represents the spleen. So, um, and then, oh, the line down the middle of the yeah, tongue. Yeah, that's Re- probably a pretty... It, it represents the stomach. And in okay. Chinese medicine, the stomach... Uh, well, in Western medicine, we obviously know our stomach churns on food and eats it and digests it and processes it so, so we can get the benefits from it. But with our thoughts, think of it too. It's like we continuously brew on the same mm. thing. So the people that worry and constantly chew on something, yeah. um, you know there will be issues in the stomach so that so we call it a worry line so if you see people with a line down the middle of oops sorry (laughs) a line down the middle of their tongue it's a worry line or maybe they have 
acid reflux mm. or they have some kind of digestive issue going on. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm seeing like how you could do a, um, you know, a diagnosis thing with the tongue and then send them over to Marisha, especially oh, yes. if they've got some heart issues and some worry issues to start working on those patterns. So, you know, the heartbreak mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or just issues with op- being able to open the heart and being very vulnerable or that worry and that constant chewing kind of again going back to those negative thought patterns mm-hmm. and how there's such a problem for people. People are worry words. Yes, they are. Yeah. Worry, worry, worry. I know all the time. So what are some of the things, you know, it's when you get someone who's had maybe Deb come, you know, they come and see Deb and they get the worry line and then we're just going to swing them over to Marisha so that she can do the work with it. So when you, when you have someone who is in those worry patterns, and I think that probably will resonate with a lot of people out there listening, mm-hmm. especially a lot of women, because yes. we worry a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and so how, how do we kind of get to the we're, you know, being concerned about things that are appropriate, but not being worried about every single thing that's that's happening and how detrimental that is to your health. Because you uh, know, there is like some level of you know having you know healthy concern mm-hmm. um, right. as opposed to being really worried all the time. Right. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, healthy concern is great. I mean, that's normal. That's just you know a good deal. I mean, there's going to be things that come up in life we're just going to naturally be, of course, just concerned about. Yeah. Um, but wh- how are we going to like take action on on what we can do to kind of fix that concern a little bit? But we get into like the the worrying about everything. Um, I mean, at that point, we're really kind of getting into a cycle that is really going down actually a negative path, mm-hmm. and we're actually living in a type of fear at this point. Okay. Yeah. So. To me, when we're living in that type of fear, that to me equals stress. And some people don't quite put that together, right? Yes. So they think, well, I'm just worried about A, B, C, and D. Um, That's fine. Um, But in reality, there's there's a point there where you're actually getting into a actually really high level of stress, and then Mm -hmm. you're living in fear. Yeah. And when we're living in fear, that to me right there is signaling that that particular individual is um, inside their mind. A lot of the time, mm, okay. Mm, that's a really so good when way we're to living it. in fear, yeah. <laughs> they're actually creating things that are not real. Mm. So, and we've all had this happen. Yes. So I'm going to give an example of how when you're worrying, you know, it can develop into it, it starts escalating, right? So if you're worried about a few things going on and you stay in the worry mode, right? Then you start doing the well. What if this? Well, what if that? Um, well, that could lead to this, mm-hmm. or and you keep staying in this path where then you start thinking about things that get maybe into a bigger picture that isn't even real and hasn't even happened yet. Yes. Right? Right. So then you start getting into a whole fear factor. And um, I always tell people that fear is actually um, actually the negative use of your imagination. Mm. So you're using your imagination in a really, really negative way. And you're not doing it intentionally. Absolutely. You're not trying to purposely be negative. Yeah. It just happens. But it might be something to take note of when you start getting to the point where you're inventing things that are really off base, that yes. are not real. Yes. And the what ifs go into a disaster zone. And I mean, we everybody does this at some point. Yeah. But it would be cool to kind of take it in check for a second and say, wait a second. And also that negative energy that you're putting into that you know, a lot of times nothing even negative happens. Right. And you have literally put your body through this, <laughs> oh my like, gosh. torture. Yes. Right. And, yes. and, and, and it hasn't even happened. And then at the end of the day, let's say that in one circumstance, maybe the what if that you thought of did happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that could be the case. But what if it didn't happen? Right. What was the point of going through all that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, this is completely normal and natural. 
I, I personally. Yep. <laughs> All of us are raising our hands, and our Deb's got two up. We both. I'm gonna raise the coffee. And I can raise my legs. I totally have my arms, legs, everything. And so. <laughs> And it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. But it's one of those things that um, to be able to get out of that and to be able to take note of it and find ways to kind of keep that in check, to not put yourself through that kind of, I mean, really, it's torturous it to your is. body. Mm-hmm. That's, such, that's actually the best word to use to describe what it's doing to your body. It really is torturing your body. Like the complete thing, mm-hmm. your body, mind, soul, spirit, it's, it's and torturing everything. And that's an example everything. of the mind not knowing the difference. Right. And yes. I might get into this later. Okay. Um, but when you start inventing these things that are the what ifs and you're you're creating what could happen mm-hmm. at this point like your subconscious mind doesn't know yes mm-hmm. so it's feeling what you're you're imagining up here and then it's impacting yes. the body absolutely mm-hmm. yeah your brain literally times. doesn't know the difference kind of like the I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard the explanation um listeners out there when that your body doesn't know the difference between a lion chasing you and you being stuck in frustrating traffic the the brain doesn't know what the difference is mm-hmm. to the brain it's all stressful so it mm-hmm. does it can't it it can't differentiate between the two so it doesn't matter what it is so if you're coming up with something in your head that your body doesn't know the difference between the thing you have now imagined and being chased by an actual tiger mm-hmm. it doesn't know the difference is to it it's the it's the whole thing in your body is going to respond accordingly mm-hmm. and it is it's like torturing your body yeah so let's, everyone, let's save that fear of flight that we have naturally in our body um, for when we're in true danger. Yeah. Let's let's save that for then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's, let's just kind of, let's help the body and just keep it there. That. Let's just save that for when it's necessary. <laughs> Let's not use it up unnecessarily. Right. Yes, because you can you can really completely deplete your body yeah. of so much when you're in that in that or using it or using it for misuse or accidentally using it in a case where it's not needed. That's actually negative on the body. It's it's there for a reason. It's there yes. to protect us. Yes. in a real real negative or dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not there to be used all the time. Yeah, yeah. The fight yeah. or flight is really important. It is there for as a protective mechanism. Mm-hmm. But we tend to use it literally all day long every day in our lives. <laughs> Some people do. Yes. Some people yeah. do. It's yeah. I mean, it's not funny, but I mean, I'm just saying that yes. it's, it's like, oh my gosh, they're really, really using it all the time and that's not what it's there for. Yeah. So it's going to have a lot of negative impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're good Americans by doing that. We have we to go are, and go and go and yes. go and go and go and go. Yes. You know, most other countries have like siestas in the afternoon and, you know. And to us, that's just Quality time with your family. <laughs> you know, yeah. And it's really not. Yeah. It's, it's a part I of self-care. I think they've got a good plan. Yeah. I think they've got a good plan. I think they have mm-hmm. a good plan. It's, you know, a self-care plan, and it's important. I know there's Absolutely. even, like, employers, like, in, I don't, I, not, please don't quote me on specifics here what country it is, but I know that I've read <laughs> that, you know, that they're actually okay. Well, that's why the long lunches sometimes, mm-hmm. they found that productivity for employees, if they do take a little 30-minute timeout, mm-hmm. little snooze, they're actually way more productive in the afternoon yeah. than if they don't. Yeah. Your hey, brain, yeah, your brain is really not desired, to, not designed to just be working all time it does actually need a break you really burn yourself out Mm -hmm. by going all the time and it could just be 30 minutes you just Mm -hmm. get away from what you're doing close your eyes or just go and sit somewhere and think or whatever Mm -hmm. but just get away from the focused work yeah yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a a really long period of time Mm -hmm. and that can reset you it's really important it was was interesting i was watching um the news kind of whatever one of those morning shows is on cbs this morning and they're doing this someone's doing a documentary on the pope and they showed like a little clip of what he was saying and what he was saying is exactly what we're talking about that in our world we we run with the foot on the gas pedal and the foot on the brake 
all day yep. long. Yes. And, <clears throat> and he was basically saying, we are not machines. Yep. We are, you will have um, physical, mental, and spiritual, you know, ill health if you do this, if we continue this pattern. I'm like, mm-hmm. yep, that's absolutely right. I'm Agreed. not Catholic, but I thought that was really, right. I thought it was just very, very, a very good statement, a very true statement. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Well, and I want to add, the Pope goes for acupuncture. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> so you just gave yourself cool. a little, like, a holy little plug there. Yeah. <laughs> You got a you got a plug from His Holiness. That's awesome. All right, we have lots more of very cool stuff. So we will be right back, telling you a bit more about your health and what to look out for. Welcome back, Thrive Life community. We are having a great show for you today. I have Deb and Marisha back with me. Yay! Yay. We have way too much fun. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about all kinds of stuff today from, you know, excuse-based living versus solution-based living, which we think is really important. We all get stuck in our um, excuses and whininess and (laughs) the downward spiral of the way we think. So we're going to have a really good exercise that Marisha's going to do with us here in a couple minutes. Um, And then we also talked about, you know, the different between that your body does not know the difference between what's actually happening what you're making up in your brain so that will be related to the exercise we're going to do we talked about your body temperature and what that means for your health we talked about your tongue and what that means for your health which is really really interesting um, something you may not be aware of so definitely go back and listen in on the show so just a couple more things that I wanted to touch on a couple more health signs that you may not realize um, are causing some issues in your body so one of them is cracked corners of the lips Mm -hmm. So kind of like re- having really dry lips, but specifically cracked in the like corners. In corners yeah. yeah. So what does that mean? That's a B, a, defi- a vitamin B deficiency or zinc. It could be a zinc issue. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And B vitamins are pretty important. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, if it's there for a long time, then you risk fungal infections. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is very true. But yeah. B vitamins are really important. They're important for your digestion. They're important for how your body deals with stress. Mm-hmm. Number one, that's one of the big ones for brain function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're extremely critical. And when mm-hmm. you're super stressed out, they get depleted really rapidly. Right. Yeah. And just as a plug, I don't use petroleum chapstick on yes. your lips to think that you're solving it because the petroleum suffocates your skin. So mm-hmm. it will cause fungal infections even more because it's not able to breathe. Yeah. So just make sure there's no petroleum or mineral oil in your chapstick. Yeah. You're better off using coconut oil. Coconut oil. Yeah. It would, mm-hmm. be, would be best. And yeah. I, I can say I used to use chapstick all the time. I don't mm-hmm. use it at all anymore because I think it's nasty. But I used to use yeah. it all the time. But the more I used it, the more I had to use it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and yeah. there's a lot of alcohol in it. And mm-hmm. so dries it out. <laughs> your, your lips are alcoholic. <laughs> I had alcoholic lips. More, more, more. more. I need to go to meetings. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I had I didn't yeah. even think about that. Yeah. That's so true. Mm-hmm. And then it just dries it out even more. It out even so more. it's like you're buying this product to put it on your lips to solve a problem, but you're actually creating an addictive personality of the lip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which no wonder <laughs> they stay in business on the same know, ones like forever. Right. Yeah. Which leads to the next one. <laughs> so why don't you just hop right into that then, Deb? So red palms. <laughs> Um, that like, actually, I gotta look at mine now. I'm like, are I my know. palms red? No, they look they look pretty. Oh, look good. Look yeah. pretty neutral. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But the um, the the red palms it actually is um, a sign of liver disease. So um, hmm. uh, that's really cool. Yeah, I wouldn't just, even have sign. thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, the, uh, some of the obvious ones. You know, the yellowing of the okay? eyes. Is that good? <laughs> 
looking for any sign of redness. Do I have any red like discoloration somewhere? Good thing our lips don't have hands. <laughs> That's true, right? Is everybody using chapstick? With? <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my gosh, I'm kidding. <laughs> Okay, so red palms is a sign of liver disease. Yes. Another one for mm-hmm. y'all to check out. So these yeah. are just some little things we're giving you today to just be aware of because we don't often think that they are related to a mm-hmm. health issue. But l- your body gives you si- your body gives you signals. It gives you some alarm mm-hmm. bells. Sometimes they're just really um, subtle and we don't quite get them. So just some things for you to you kind of think about. But I kind of <coughs> wanted to end today on um, again going back to this body mind because we talk mm-hmm. about this on pretty much every show because it's so critical. So Marisha, you're going to take us through just a little exercise. If you are driving, please do not do this. So just go back and listen <laughs> later and do it because we want you to, you know, keep your eyes on the road and pay attention. So, but lead us through this little exercise to just get that mind and that body, you know, reconnected in a better well, way. Well, this actually isn't a reconnection, but it's oh, just an okay. example. That's okay. It's actually an example of how your um, how your body is a little bit kind of like a robot to what. The mind. mind is doing. Got okay. it. Love so, it. So, and, you know, we use this in hypnosis as well because this is important because um, when we're having calming things going on up here or having positive suggestions or imagining things that we're doing um, that are the goal that we want, it actually affects what your body yeah, feels absolutely. or does. Okay. Absolutely. So this little exercise, it's really simple and easy. Um, whoever's listening or if you want to do it, um, I kind of like it better when I close my eyes because it actually makes me envision it better. But it's just a quick little example of, you know, using your mind to imagine something and then you might notice some kind of interesting things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll share for the end. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's do it. I got my eyes closed. Okay. Close your eyes really quick. All right. And I just want you to imagine for a minute that it's a hot day and you're opening the front door of your house and you're walking. You feel that fresh air on your face. You feel that cool breeze of the air conditioning and you walk towards your refrigerator and you open the refrigerator door. And again, you feel that cool breeze on your face of that cool temperature with the refrigerator. And inside the refrigerator, you see a bowl of very fresh, ripe, lemons, nice and large. I want you to grab one of the lemons out of the refrigerator and then find your cutting board and you are feeling the wax on the lemon. You can feel that it's ripe and just exactly the way you want it. And you're gonna put it on the cutting board and as you do, you're gonna grab a knife and you're gonna slice your lemon and the juices of the lemon just kind of flow, actually spurt out a little bit and you go to cut another piece and as you pick up the lemon, actually the juice of the lemon starts trickling down your hand. And in a moment, you're just like, you know what, I just want a little taste of the lemon and I'm going to squeeze it into my mouth. And as I do, you're feeling that sweet and sour of the lemon. Okay, go ahead and open your eyes. So I don't know if anyone noticed, but as, as you're describing the lemon in your you're about to actually put that in your mouth. A lot of times there's like a little natural puckering mm-hmm. that happens. Yes. Mm-hmm. Saliva yep. increases in your mouth. Yeah. Right? Automatically. Okay. Yep. So when I do it, I mean, it's just automatic. I just, it's like, oh my gosh, I can, you know, it's yep. already like. The, I can and, feel it like in my, I know. Part yeah. in your jaw. Right. I can actually feel that in my right. jaw right now. So um, I'm sure some other people out there felt the same thing. But anyways, that's a perfect example of how you imagined it in your mind. You put the visual to it and your body actually responded. Yeah. Hmm. Real simple little funny thing. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think that's, and it, so in any time you're getting in the negative thought pattern, I want you to do this exercise <laughs> because it's something very pleasant, actually, even though it's, you know, that sourness, it is a pleasant thing. Also refreshing yeah, and fun. Yeah, it's refreshing cool and fun. Cool day, 
It makes you, you very present. Yeah, like it does. Like, oh, you're like, oh, hello, I'm awake here I now. Am. I'm yeah. awake now. Yeah. yeah, that just gives an example of how you know it's how that wonderful. connection goes, just using your imagination. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's a great example, and it absolutely worked. I could, I actually was smiling and I was like puckering, <laughs> and then I could feel the saliva coming, and then that little you know part in your jaw. I mean, the whole thing just took over. It was right. like mm-hmm. it was actually happening. I could mm-hmm. smell the lemon and everything. Mm-hmm. It was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with all that memory. Cool. That's so cool. That is cool, ladies. This was an awesome show. Really this was, was so was. much fun. It was fantastic. So much great stuff. I mean, we had such a great conversation about so many things, as we always do. And we don't. We still didn't get to half the things no. that we had on the list. That's just the way it I goes. I know, but it was so good. And so I hope that we've given you listeners out there some really good things to kind of think about, to maybe inspect on yourself a little mm-hmm. bit. See, where you know where is my health actually at? How am I actually feeling? And then also, you know, if you... If you find that you're in an excuse mode instead of solution mode, definitely, you know, take that step and reach out to someone. You can reach out to Deb for acupuncture and that kind of life coach work, Marisha for the hypnosis side, me for the nutrition side. Take that step and get out of excuse mode and into solution mode because your health is going to benefit from it. We'll get you out of those negative thought patterns and into the life that you want to live and thrive in. Thank you all and see you next week. (laughs) Amy Robison is owner of My Life Delicious Nutrition Consulting Company. Reach out and learn more at mylifedelicious.com or call 832-875-2358. Thrive Life Radio, a Vinyl Draft Radio production.